0: Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hello, this is Chip Stewart. Welcome to the Worthy Is He podcast. It is Wednesday, February twenty-second, two thousand and twenty-three, and that was Psalm twenty-three. I probably most of you have heard it before, and probably heard it preached on many times. But I feel I feel led to uh, to talk about it tonight, and I'm going to go basically phrase by phrase through it. It's a very important Psalm and it gives us comfort to the followers of God, God's children. And um, he starts it off by saying, the Lord is my shepherd. Right out of the gate, he establishes the, uh, the fact that we're sheep and we need a shepherd. And the most amazing thing The most amazing reality is that the Lord is our shepherd. It's for us collectively and it's for us individually, for each one of us. He is our shepherd throughout our lives. We have no other. He is my shepherd. Not one of many. He is the shepherd. He's the good shepherd, by the way. And you look at this and how can you... How can you fathom that, that we have the creator of he- the heavens and earth, the sustainer of it all, as our shepherd? It is so hard to fathom. And we don't need another. And then the question then becomes, you know, do, do we acknowledge this in our daily lives? Do we, do we see him as our shepherd every day, every hour of the day, every minute of the day? Do we follow him? That's what sheep do with the shepherd. They follow the shepherd. They listen to his voice, and uh, he, he, you know, he keeps you out of trouble. He feeds you. He provides for you. So you know, we have to ask ourselves: Are we are we following the shepherd? Are we following the good shepherd? Or are we we wandering off and getting stuck in the briars and thorn bushes of life? And he's got to pull us out to uh, to restore us to a a safe place with him. So the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So this goes back to the fact that we have the creator and sustainer of all as our shepherd. He's made it all. He can provide everything that you need. It is not outside of his power to do so. And our Lord Jesus Christ tells us in Matthew chapter 6 verses 25 through 34 to not be anxious about life, to not be anxious about what we're going to eat or about what we're going to wear. Because our Father, He feeds the birds of the air. He provides for them. And are we not more important than those? He clothes the flowers of the field and they're more spectacular than Solomon in all his raiment. I mean, have you ever really looked at a flower up close? It it is unbelievably beautiful. And yet those flowers are pulled up, burned up, and they're gone. Are we not more important than those to our Father in heaven? And also, he has provided us eternal life with him. It's a miracle and if he has given us eternal life don't you think that he'll also sustain us day by day in this life that he's given us so that we can serve him as his children we shall not want we we have we do he will provide for us he cares for us he is our shepherd he makes me lie down in green pastures he gives us rest We should rest in our Lord Jesus Christ. We should rest in our Father in heaven. He leads me beside still waters. We can be refreshed by those still waters and feel at peace. He restores my soul. As our shepherd, He rejuvenates us. He strengthens us. He helps us through those difficult times and restores us to a place of wholeness, a place of peace, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Well, this is I, I feel like this is a part of Psalm 23 that is awfully overlooked and kind of sped by. You read it and you just keep going. And I almost see this as the centerpiece of the psalm itself. Because it directly addresses the glory of God. It's a purpose statement within the psalm. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake, for his glory, for the honor of his name. He is leading each one of us on paths of righteousness. So what, what does that mean? A path of righteousness. Well, it's a righteousness of God. It's doing those things that he commands us to do for his glory. And it's all about his glory. I, and I would read how, you know, the, the sole purpose of life is to, to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And i like, well, where, where exactly is that in, in the scriptures? You know, that's, that's our chief purpose is to glorify God. Well, here is one example of where it is throughout all the scriptures. Is, it's many times, and you bring it together after you read the scriptures over and over again. It becomes very apparent that it's all about the glory of our Father in heaven, the glory of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And so here within the first part of Psalm 23, it, it, it is revealed to us that our shepherd is leading us on paths of righteousness for, name, for his name's sake. We need to make sure we acknowledge that and understand that that's what's going on. He's not doing all this and leading us along these paths for our, you know, for us, for our name. It's for his name's sake that he's doing it in his glory. But brothers and sisters, what a privilege it is to be a living sacrifice for the glory of our God in heaven. Who else would you want to glorify? He's good. He's perfect. He's light. There is no darkness in him. There is no falsehood in him. He is truth. He, it, it begs glory. And what an honor it is to give our lives for his glory. That he would choose us, make him, make us his children. So that he can lead each one of us on a path of righteousness for his name's sake. Then the psalm continues, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I think a lot of times people think this is those, those tricky situations um, that we get into in life, those really tough times um, when, we, when we, we, we just have hardship in, in our lives. And I almost see it as I read it that, we are in the valley of the shadow of death our entire lives. With the fall, the original sin of Adam, death came into the world through Adam and his sin. And the wages of, the sin, the wages of sin is death. And, and we're walking through a sinful world that is desperately in need of redemption. So I think as as we get up every day and we we go through our days, we are constantly in the valley of the shadow of death. Because one day we will encounter death, but praise the Lord, He has saved us and He has granted us eternal life through the sacrifice of His Son on the cross. So one day we will meet death, but then we'll be with our Lord and Savior, unless He returns before that. So even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. So as we walk through this world in the valley of the shadow of death, this fallen world full of sin, this world system, this wicked world system that is ruled by Satan, we do not have to fear evil. It says, I will fear no evil. Why? Why? For you are with me, for our Father in heaven is with us, our Good Shepherd is with us, each and every one of us. It's so easy for us to forget that he sees each one of us, each one of his children, all the time. You know, we we kind of think from a human perspective where he can only place his attention on one person at a time, but that's not true. He's with us all the time. And we should fear no evil. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So the rod and the staff are two implements that that the shepherd will will carry with him. Um, one, he can use to you know, discipline us, pull us out of trouble, like when we get caught in those... Uh, and the briars, and the thorny patches. And then the other one is to fight off threats, threats to the flock, th- threats to his flock. So that could be one reason why we need to fear no evil, because he fights off enemies to us. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So we, we, we have enemies in this world. As, children, as the children of God, we have enemies because we are the children of god but here it's comforting to know that in spite of this fact that we could be surrounded by enemies god prepares a table for us it sounds a lot like he serves us here and he provides for us even in times of trouble so it goes back to the beginning The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I will fear no evil. Here he is, here's our shepherd preparing a table for me, for you. He prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies because you are his children. You anoint my head with oil and oil could be seen as um, something that You know, when when you're tired and and you feel worn out and raggedy, it could be something that's soothing or refreshing. Um, it, It could also be that God anoints our heads with oil because he's commissioning us for service. Service for his namesake. Back to leading us along paths of righteousness for his namesake. He commissions us for service in the body of Christ. And each one of us are given gifts, different gifts within the body that we should be using to his glory. And he commissions each one of us for the service that he has called us to. And we need to also remember, he says, I shall not want. If he's commissioning you to service, to a specific kind of service, he will give you those things that you need to carry out his will to accomplish His will for you in, uh, in, in your life. And that goes for time, too. This was something that, that came to me after I um, became a believer, is that God will give you the time to do what He has called you to do. He will give you all the resources to do His will. So remember that. Your commission for service for His namesake. My cup overflows. Our God in heaven provides abundantly, more than we could ever hope or ask for. And don't, don't get the two things confused. I'm, you've probably heard it before, the difference between what you want what you need. He gives us what we need and, and, and so much more. He blesses us beyond measure as his children. And we need to be able to see that from his perspective rather than from a human worldly perspective of what that blessing really means. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Oh my gosh, it's almost, it, you, you, it's like God is following you, is the way I read this. Because he is goodness, he is mercy, he is merciful. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That's a very comforting statement. And that's because of our shepherd. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here's the ultimate promise of eternal life from our God and shepherd. Eternal life knowing God the Father and the Son, Holy Spirit. And we're going to dwell in His house forever for His glory. And we have to ask ourselves after we read through Psalm 23, do we really believe this? Do we live like this as he calls us to live? Knowing that the Lord God is our shepherd. He cares for us. He is hurting us, if you will, through life, through this, through this existence. And it's for His glory. The glory is the most... I, I can't, I had, I'm I on the loss for words. The glory of Him who created all. Who is good. Only one is good. That is God. But ask yourself, do you live like this? Do you believe it? And, and, and as, as His children, we need to believe it. It's very interesting. Last night, I had a dream that um, Queen Elizabeth—I don't know how this came into my um, came into my dreams—but Queen Elizabeth adopted me as her son. And when that happened, I could feel a complete change, a shift in my position. And it's very hard to explain. You know, dreams can sometimes be very hard to explain. But I think what it did for me was helps me better understand what it means to be adopted by God as his son. And the change of position, responsibility, the gravity of it. And so that's that's what I that's what I came away from from that dream <laughs> because it was definitely a distinct feeling, a, a change, um, it, 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 like a change in my existence. And I think that's exactly what happens when God takes us as His sons and daughters. But I, it, but a lot of times we we overlook it. We don't really meditate on. It. I think I think we really need to. You know, what does it really mean to be his children? I mean, here in this psalm, there's so many things that that he talks about. He, he tells us. He tells us that we will, we will not want. He will comfort us. He will restore us. He's going to lead us on paths of righteousness. We don't have to fear evil because he is with us. Our Father is with us. He comforts us. He prepares a table for us. He anoints our heads. He provides so much for us that our cups overflow. His goodness and mercy follow us every day, all the days of our lives. And he's promised us that we'll dwell in his house forever. We need we need to really think on this. We need to meditate on this. Because I think it'll change our lives. It'll change... It'll change our outlook. It'll change our behavior and um, and what we find important, what our goals are in life. And I think it'll help us fear less and serve God more for His glory. Coincidentally, I started listening to um, another sermon by Pastor Tim Stevens of um, Fairview Baptist Church in, I think it's Calgary, um, and he started talking at the very beginning about being a son or daughter of God. It's Kind of reinforcing um, <laughs> what I had, uh, the dream that I had. And, and then also this psalm here, uh, coincidentally or providentially, perhaps is a better way of putting it. Anyway, the sermon's entitled um, Praying for God's Honor and Kingdom. And I'll put a link to it in the, in the show notes. So take a look at that. Um, but um, in closing, um, I, I hope that What I have shared with you today about Psalm 23, it it, um, encourages you to meditate upon being a child of God and to live your life in response to that. Because we as His children should have changed lives. And it should be readily apparent. God is a good God. He is a great God. Let us serve Him all the days of our lives to our very last breath. That is my prayer for you. Amen.